All right, this is just a quick little uh, intro start off. We originally intended for this to be all three of us, but Charles got wicked sick and basically lost his voice for days and had a sore throat and all that, so he wasn't able to do a solo. Lucas sent me one uh, forever ago, and I dragged my feet so damn long that I feel terrible, and now I am finally getting around to editing and releasing this bad boy. So this is uh, both Lucas and I's year in well maybe it's a recap year i haven't listened to his because i wanted to uh keep the excitement of what it could be to to listening to it so i guess i don't know what his is but mine is kind of a year in recap and the things i learned and the things i did and the friends you made along the way so regardless um here is your 2022 year in review podcast solo times two duo wicity Enjoy. Welcome back to this week's episode of Men of the Machine. I am Kevin and uh uh, gonna gonna do that thing we were talking about the uh, solo recap podcast uh, on the end of the last one the three of us were chit chatting about so I'm gonna have the boys send me theirs uh, <clears throat> excuse me and uh, edit them all together and and do the do the dang thing I won't lie for some reason I'm I'm not entirely sure why I was incredibly nervous to do this one because it's not I don't know because it se- it seems like I could just burn time on the podcast like the talking would be meaningless um which not to say that the previous ones meant anything but you know when i do the solo cast it's usually because of uh something very prevalent on my mind uh but this time i just i just wanted to do a quick recap so that's what we'll do crazy absolutely crazy year 2023 was or no wait we're in 2023 2022 was for me um from vacations to my usual must-dos to some uh, uh, personal trials and tribulations and those around me and like uh, it was a big I'm I am I've said this before I'll say it again I am very very adverse to taglines and catchphrases and uh, positivity posters and you know all that kind of whatever it may be but this year was um a year where I tried to be way more reflective, way more introspective, and way more open and honest with the people around me. I tried to talk a lot more. <laughs> I'm not. I am very prone to talking as is, but I mean talking with intent, not cracking jokes and making fun of Lucas over and over again. You know, which I still do, and I still intend to do fully. Um, but that was not the. Uh, that was not the goal of what I was trying to do. I was trying to grow a little bit and just address some some mannerisms and behaviors that I have that aren't great. Um, a lot of, you know, I'm a very self-deprecating, uh, doubtful person. So, you know, trying to move through all that. But But we'll talk about all that in a minute. Let's get through just some quick highlights from my year. Um, in the, oh God. It's going to be really hard to remember what happened that year, which is something uh, that that it's getting worse, it feels like, my memory. But um, 
but this year had a lot of really standout moments. Like, for example, early in the year in March, we went to PAX East with Charles and Allie. We went with our other friends, of course, Craig and DJ, and uh, met up with AJ and Vicky out there, and Jake and Chris. Wait, actually, Jake and Christy missed this one? Yeah, they missed this one. Um, but we went out there to that. It was our first big vacation with Charles and Allie, which was phenomenal. Had and Had a wonderful time exploring the city. We went out to eat. We... Spent a little bit too much money. And then we'd, of course, enjoyed the convention and got to chit-chat every night and play games and goof around. And Charles and I were absolute menaces. Um, and our planning went less than stellar. Uh, which I also got to do um, other friend-related things. I got to do Comic-Con again in October. You heard the whole podcast about that, so I won't recap that. But that was another big highlight. I got to do my camping trip in July that I do every year, which I'm very thankful I haven't missed any yet, and I hopefully won't, but this one was particular, because this one, I had um, my second round of uh, that I know of, of Lyme disease, so I was on doxycycline, which, uh, I'm going to turn my gain down, mic seems a little loud, which uh, <laughs> really does a number to you out and. Uh, it makes you more sensitive to the uh, sun, and I was drinking a lot of alcohol, which you shouldn't do. I think I talked about this on the podcast a little bit as well, so I won't I won't double talk too much. Um, but I really did a number to myself. I kind of ruined that trip for me. I still had a phenomenal time. Just being on the river is one of my favorite feelings in the world. It's like you know, it's just very it's it's people I don't get to see. I see once a year. Um, actually, I got to see Spencer twice because he ended up coming over because he he travels for work and he was in the area. That was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, so I got to, that, that one, com- I've always said Comic-Con and camping are my two non-negotiables. If I have to give up a vacation or, or adjust something or alter my plans, those are two that I just refuse to, to falter with. So I'm happy I got to keep doing them. Um, also got my best buddy Ryan's wedding that we all did, where Lucas gave everyone COVID. Um, not literally, maybe. I don't know how many people got it, but he had it. But nobody cares back home. No, nobody gave a hoot at all. And I'm going to be honest, I'm getting to that point too, to a degree. But not to, that's that's a weird thing to say because an immediate assumption could be like, uh, COVID's fake and the vaccine's not real, which is not how I feel at all. Just in terms of consequence and care is where I'm becoming dramatically more like my hometown uh, brethren than I am than I am else. But regardless, the wedding was freaking awesome. It was very fun. It was at a super cute barn. We got to dance and party and have fun. Me and Charles were doing our abstinence from drinking at that moment uh, for our tequila backslide, which was a great idea to withstand uh, withstand from it. Terrible idea to start drinking again, but whatever. It is what it is. Um, and w- did I do anything else big with friends? That Those are the... Oh, Oktoberfest. Every year, Oktoberfest. And this year, we got Craig on board and Vaughn. Uh, technically, this is only the second year of the tradition, but it is a ongoing forever tradition that I am very excited to maintain and keep going. Um, we really want to go to Germany for it, but it, affording it is just going to be very, very tough for me. They can afford anything, whatever, but I'm going to, I don't, I, because I am so, here, I'm going to dabble into um, a conversation, like personal conversations with this recap of the year. Because I'm so like upfront with buying stupid shit, not overly stupid shit, but my big purchases, I, I, I promote. And what I mean by that is, like, I want to talk about the cool shit I got. I want to be very—I want to have a discussion about it. I get very excited, especially 
technological things. Um, I get I get so amped up, you know, if I buy a new monitor, I just want to talk about why I bought it and all the reasoning behind it and the pros and negatives. Like, I analyze the shit I own as if I was a reviewer because and normally I won't return anything. And I do believe you can, quote-unquote, learn to love anything, so I'll keep everything forever. But in the moment, it's very exciting for me to get something new and show it off. I get, I get very... I don't know. I, it, it, it's, it's, more, it's more fun for me to engage with other people about it than it is to just like sit in my room and look at it myself. You know what I mean? That's why I'm so annoying about talking about it. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to like brag or flex that I afforded a $1,000 monitor I shouldn't have bought. I'm actually being like, isn't technology insanely freaking cool? Look what it can do and look what I have. Come check it out. Come try it out. Come do it. I built this big computer. You know, like I said, the monitor, I got the OLED downstairs. I was, I got really, really into boats this year. Um, oh, I got distracted. But anyway, so what I was saying about money is Franny and I historically, well, before I started making real money like I do now at EB, thankfully, um, have always lived paycheck to paycheck. And we still do because of poor spending habits, but also because... Um, I got distracted on what I was trying to see there. So I guess it doesn't matter. But the point is, we've always lived paycheck to paycheck. So whenever it comes time for these big things, even if they don't cost a lot, if it hasn't been accounted for in the moment, and what I mean by that is, yes, obviously we talk about it months in advance, and it's my fault for not preparing for that in the way it does, but that's how I work. It's my level of attention span is that the moment's more important than than not. So... Um, if I'm not prepared for it, I cannot afford even a $200 thing, which isn't a lot of money to people out here. 200 bucks is nothing. For me, it's everything. So if I didn't already set myself up for that, I fuck myself. But it's also why the people who have that kind of money, when we're talking about it, they're like, oh, that's a little much. I don't know if I want to do that. I'm like, what do you mean you're sitting on thousands? And that's where that divide comes, that, that difference of valuation of money and they're smarter than i am i'm not gonna say my 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 way of doing it is good it's just it's the way we do things and i'm working on adjusting that and i am making more money and we are paring down our lives we've stopped being so pretty much since we bought the house we've tried to stop being so extravagant with the little things but it's not working i like to buy stupid stuff but anyways um where was that about oh about Oktoberfest. so yeah we want to plan uh, to go to actu actually go do Oktoberfest in Germany, and I and we're going to. I m maybe not this year, which sucks. But then in that case, we'll just plan something else here that we can do that'll be super fun. This year was cheap as hell. Vaughn, Craig, myself, and DJ went to an Airbnb in New York, and bought a bunch of brats and a and a bunch of sausages and and played video games. And we actually recorded a podcast, which is unfortunately real tough. I, I'm working on editing it. I keep saving the file every time I reopen it. But man, there's some. There's some loss in there because we didn't, it was the first time using this device um, with four people and we didn't have the gain right and everyone held their mics at different distances. It was just, it's a learning period. So we're getting, I'm getting better. The The podcast uh, uh, we did for New, for uh, Christmas, New Year's uh, in person with Charles and Luke, I thought sounded phenomenal. So I think we're heading in the right direction for that. Uh, next year's we'll have a better podcast with hopefully more people and like lapel mics so we don't have to worry about like placement or maybe stands little table stands or whatever uh but it was very it was it was peaceful it was nice i don't get to spend a lot of time with craig and i absolutely love craig and it's really funny because we could not be 
more separate in our interests, in our lifestyles, in our decision making, in in every single way. And and it obviously comes up plenty of times. We'll butt heads on stupid stuff, but man, I love that guy. He's just he's just someone I, I, I'm I'm happy to have around. So it was incredible to have him there. Um, we weren't sure if he was going to come or not. So when he did, it just it felt nice. And Vaughn. Vaughn's down for anything. You ask Vaughn for help. He's that kind of guy who says, when your friend asks, uh, from Letterkenny, when friends ask for help, you help. And that's Vaughn. He, he'll, he'll come to any party. He'll come to any you know, situation where you need someone. He'll, he's always willing to talk. He's just a, a great guy. So Oktoberfest this year was special. It was different. Um, the first year was a disaster, but we made it work. And this year was, was also pretty special. Um, some shitty stuff that happened this year. I was a goddamn pincushion. I hate the American health system. I hate my doctor, and my body hurts every day. You've heard me talk about this forever. I think um, um, some of the early episodes was when it started happening. I got terrible allergies in January. I don't know why. Um, We went and got a bunch of tests done, went to an allergist, spent thousands of dollars from our HSA that I drained uh, to try to figure it out. They had no answers for us, and then... Uh, went to my doctor, asked for MRIs. They wouldn't give me MRIs. Did uh, did three months of physical therapy. Didn't help. Got the MRIs. They didn't say anything of value. Went to a new Lyme doctor. That stuff's not really working. Kind of working. Got me on a crazy diet. I'm doing like herbal medicine now to try to adjust it. And it's not working. P- my particular issue right now. I've complained about my shoulder forever. And that's actually kind of gone, which is great. Shocking, but great. But now it's... Um, my, my triceps, like my actual tricep muscles just ache for some reason, despite not like working out. I used to do pushups every day. I stopped cause it was hurting too bad. Now it just won't go away above my shin. Just weird, weird stuff. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm sorry. I was starting to, I'm not going to go over that weird stuff. And, uh, it was, it was very disheartening all year to ask for help. And my wife, God, you know, thank, thank you so much was willing to call and harass and, and and pester these doctors to try to get some, but nobody wanted to help. No one had anything. It's I understand it's not easy to, to, to diagnose and do all this shit. There's a reason why I have no idea what's going on. Like, it is very, very complicated, but, like, help me take steps. They just wanted to make me wait and push me off. Oh, give it another week, give it another month, give it another week, give it another month. Ah, you don't need to try this blood test. You don't need to try this MRI. You don't need to... I was like, shouldn't we be actively trying to figure it out? Even if we can't do it quickly, shouldn't we be making an effort and not just constantly pushing it off? I spent like six grand this year on my body and got nowhere. It's it's just a... Yeah, I don't have that kind of money to throw around. I just got done talking about that. My HSA, I've been saving specifically. Obviously, it's... You can't save the... It's an automated... But whatever. Um, Because I'm excited to start a family. And now that account's getting smaller and smaller, which is very discouraging about that. Because I know know we could make it work at any moment. If something happens, it will be accounted for. I will do whatever it takes work more, uh, spend less, cut things out of life and make adjustments. That's easy. But the HSA was supposed to be kind of like the peace of mind for that because starting a family is very expensive in every way. And that being drained is just, man, that's a toll. That's a toll on your brain. Um, So I'm very unhappy with the medical field, to say the least. Um, Uh. I'm not going to go into too many details on the public podcast, but my brother is an absolute fucking idiot, and his wife is even worse. 
Um, he's not that bad. I know that sounds like I'm defending him, but it, I'm just, I, I don't know. I only have my perspective. Um, they're flat earther, anti-vaxxing, shut-in, homeschooled uh, religious zealots. And every time I got to talk to them this year, because I got to talk to them more than I have pretty much any year in the past decade, um, because my grandmother passed away, unfortunately, which I'll talk about in a minute. And man, it's just, I used to have an issue with my older brother, Andy, because of just kind of like this lifestyle choices he makes and I don't like. And now I'm realizing like, <laughs> man, he's he's a good guy in this. I don't know, because Freddie and his family is so... It, it, it was heartbreaking to have that happen in your family. And I think most people, and I still do, obviously, I'm going to talk to them and enjoy holidays and all that and love everything. But to see where they're headed mentally, like, obviously, everyone thinks what they want. We all should and be able to, but there's a line and <laughs> there's a freaking line in claiming that outer space is a projection by the government to contain us in this simulation, blah, 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 blah. I just can't do it, man. I don't know. I don't know where it ends. So that's a bummer. That's silly. That's a bummer. That was more than I should have said about it, but whatever. Here we are. Um, yeah, my grandmother, that, this was the biggest thing this year that I didn't think would bother me, but, uh, and that's terrible to say, but I'll explain why in a bit. My grandmother passing away in November, she passed away on Black Friday, unfortunately, um, was something that for years I've talked about, you know, with my wife and my family about like the way I, the way I keep myself kind of separate from them. You know, obviously I moved away, but even in regards to like, uh, you know, keeping in touch, my dad calls me and my, and my mom and I don't talk at all. And that's not a negative. My mom is my angel. I love my mother. But she's just not a phone person. We just don't talk on the phone. But other than that, I don't reach out, and I, I don't, I don't go to a bunch of events. I kind of don't do the family reunions anymore. And, and there's a lot of personal reasons for that. A lot of disconnects. A lot of issues I have ideologically with them. Um, so, as grandparents are, they they kept getting sick. All of them. I lost my grandfather this year as well, actually. Um, in the spring, my grandfather Delgado, which was easier for me to take because. Grandpa lives in Texas. I see that family once a year and, and again, love them with all my heart, but there is just literal less time with them. Like just, just a, a quantitative amount, that's probably not the right word, um, that separated us so that I know them as my grandparents. I love them as my grandparents, but it was just easier to, easier to mentally separate. But this grandmother, my grandma Mills, the one that lives in Spencer in my hometown where my family is, I... Um, when when the, my mom called and Franny answered, well, I missed the call and Franny, she called Franny and she answered and then I, I took the phone. In the moment, it was instant. Okay. Yeah, that sucks. You know, it is what it is, quote unquote, all that bullshit. Um, because grandma was getting older. She's in her 70s and she was very unhealthy. Lots of health issues. Um, constantly in and out of the hospital. When her and grandpa both got COVID, they both didn't do well there. So there was that moment. And she she's just been having issues um, for years. For the past like five years, it's been a lot of this, that with grandma. So immediately it was very easy to take. I was just like, okay. Not easy to take, but you know what I mean. It was very easy to understand how it happened, why it happened. Okay. It was it was uh, natural causes. So no, no medical issue no um accidents or nothing she just passed away peacefully and uh 
And so I went throughout the day like normal, completely normal. Uh, we had a party that day. We had the blind auction party, which was awesome. The party was phenomenal, which was very weird because when I got the call, Jake and Christy were here. And again, I just, maybe because they were there and I wanted to seem like I wasn't paying attention or maybe mentally I thought I understood when obviously I didn't, I just kind of brushed it off and they were like, you good? And I'm like, yes. And Franny asked me, she took me aside, like, is everything okay with your grandma? I said, yeah, of course. I'm, you know, it is what it is. She was blah, blah, blah. And as we're having the party, which was so much fun, um, we get to lot like 13 or something. No, it was later than that. But we get to one of the lots. What we did was we bought gifts, silly things, uh, food, toys, uh, clothes, uh, cosmetics, whatever. We put it under a blanket and we auctioned it off to our friends. Um, everyone had a $20 limit so that we made back the exact amount of money we spent, which I think we got close. Franny and I counted it up. I think we were down like 20 bucks, which is <laughs> less than I'd spend on any other party. So that was worth it. Um, we get to the lot and in the lot is, uh, it was the time waster bundle, the time waster lot, which had a puzzle, um, a book and it had a book of activities, which is crosswords, uh, word searches, Sudokus, those kinds of things. And days before the party I'd written down, this was, you know, you know, I put little saying little tidbits about each lot and Franny and I did. And I just said, this is one of the things I do with my grandma. And so... I'm not, I'm not thinking. So Franny hands, puts a lot down. She, and I p- grab my notebook, my piece of paper where that, that has these things. And I read that before saying it. And it, it stopped me. Like I, other people will have a, their own, in, uh, like a better understanding of what happened. Cause for me, it was obviously very emotional and I might've said stuff. I don't remember, or I might've acted a certain way, but man, with 20 of your best friends just standing right there to have like an emotional breakdown was not fun for me. Um, I haven't cried in over a decade from neither pain nor nor uh, uh, emotion, and that was the closest I've been. I mean, I definitely shed a tear, but I, I like if if that had happened, and there hadn't been people to make jokes, and there hadn't been an event going on. I don't know how long I would have been stuck because that's the only way i know how to handle those kinds of things or anything for that fuck not even that thing like not even death anything that's how i handle it i just all right fine let's go into hibernation for a day or two and franny hates it rightfully so she should hate it i get quiet i i don't react i don't talk i just stop and uh i don't know what would have happened honestly pedro gave me a hug which was very sweet of him i love pedro um everyone kind of took it in stride from what I could tell. I'm sure I made their evening awkward and uncomfortable, so I am sorry. I felt terrible. Um, Franny took over, and then when I uh, regathered myself, we went back to having a really nice night. We, we still got to have fun and, and talk and, and joke, and then I got to address it myself later um, because I got to kind of kind of pop the balloon right quick, it was a lot easier to start thinking about it and addressing it in my own way. I didn't want to talk about it with anyone, and I didn't talk about it with anyone, but I, I was able to to go about it a different way because never, I've never had a loss like that. I, you know, We've never had any close relatives or friends pass away, so that was a very... I mean, that's not true entirely. I've had a few friends pass away that were all in their own way, like um, a gentleman who I worked with at Best Buy that I loved called me Jesus every time I walked in the doors, even when I was done working there, he passed away. That was very tough for me. Um, 
I think we talked about on the podcast before Lucas, his brother, when he passed away, that was very tough. But none of them were, you know, that's, that's, that's their things, and, you know, it's a different relationship, I guess. But let's not talk about that stuff anymore. Uh, so, yeah, on to more uplifting things, I suppose. Uh, I think... Uh, oh, my God, how did I forget? Uh, I went to uh, Lambeau Field. Finally. Finally. I've been talking about it for years with my father. I've been saying we're going to do it. We're going to go to Lambeau together. We're going to watch a Packers game, sit on the metal bench seats you ha- they have that I've always dreamed about, and it was everything I wanted it to be and more. I got to go with my dad. Uh, I got to go with Jake, which was incredibly fun he's a big sports guy so i think the the actual sport was more exciting for him than being in wisconsin of all places but um no it was it was special we drove around we got to see everything chit chat with my dad for hours i think he loved that it's very lonely out there i can only imagine what it would be like to spend days weeks months away from your family just in a different state in a small apartment like i i I wouldn't want it, but he does it because they pay him a little bit more and he's trying to retire early, so I respect him for it. Keep doing your thing, Dad. I love that. But yeah, I got to go. This is the first football game I've ever been to in person, and it was unfortunately the pinnacle of it in terms of what I'm trying to do. We went to the hot spots, the classics. We went to the Packers Hall of Fame. We walked through Titletown. We got a drink. I didn't get. I was not drinking alcohol at the time, but I got a slushy while Jake got a beer, so I'll count it. Um Took my dad to a Mongolian restaurant for the first time. He didn't know how to act. It, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was really special going into I've done a lot of just standout things with Jake. Like some of the stuff I'll remember for the rest of my life with Jake. We, we obviously, he was a big part of this. Um, we went to a couple of my must-see concerts in my life. We saw Metallica together, which is our, our, both of our favorite bands of all time. We saw J. Cole. He bought me tickets for J. Cole for my birthday, which was insane. We saw Tenacious D. I bought him tickets for that. Um, he's been a part of Comic-Con now, and he seems to be really enjoying it, which is so great to, to, to be able to share that with more people. I've always done it with Patrick, but he's really getting into it. Much like Charles and, and Lucas are going to, I think, be lifers for this now, too. Um, done packs together. We've gone to gone to Boston together. We've went to London together, we went to, yeah, it was, it was a good year for, um, it was a good year for reconnecting with Jake, which felt really nice, uh, cause it's easy, I mean, over COVID, especially when all we're doing is ribbing each other at work, I mean, that sounds, that sounds a little saucy, uh, ribbing, judging, uh, joking with each other on, um, chat at work, you know, it's very easy to forget about, I don't know how to say it with that. I've I've done I've said my piece on that. Um, so it was just a very very nice year of uh, getting back together with my best friend, and I mean, and on top of that, reconnecting with my other. I, it's been a it's it's been both the best and worst year for friends because I also have just gotten progressively closer with Charles, which has been sweet. Um, it's it's been incredible for uh, for every reason. We've he he's one of those people that just lets you talk and. And and what I mean by lets you talk is yeah, there's a lot of people out there who will be an ear for you to, an ear to listen to what you have to say and all that stuff, and that's all special in its own right. Don't get me wrong, um, but when you talk with him, it just feels so much more open, right? Um, 
and and I, I think that might be just a personal thing for me and maybe not that way for everyone. I don't care. Uh, but you know, when you talk to certain people, the way they respond is always different. It doesn't matter if two people say the exact same thing. It's the way they say it that is so influential on, on your perception of it. And Charles is one of those guys. He just, he says the things the way that I need and or like and or want to hear. And he, and he listens and like, I love listening to him, everything he he's going through and talking. So he's been a, a phenomenal crutch for that. And because of that, we've gotten, and because of, uh, uh, Charles and Lucas have been so close forever. Lucas and I were best friends in high school, but unfortunately we separated for a while there. We've talked about that. Um, and to be able to, through Charles, get Lucas back into my life has been insane. Like through the podcast, through Nutty Buddies. They, uh, we, I got them to start listening to my podcast. I think I did an episode with Charles before Nutty Buddies and stuff. And then um, Lucas and him were thinking of doing their own podcast. And I was like, yeah, do it. Um, whatever, whatever. Uh, if you want, because I wanted them both to, I wanted to just talk with them on the podcast. If you want, I'll release it on my channel because it costs money to host this stuff. And if it doesn't, if you go through one of the free services, there's usually some sort of agreement uh, that you have to do with it. Like Anchor owns X amount of uh, uh, rights to your shit. And I was like, I'll, I'd be happy just for a pilot. See if you enjoy it. See if recording's easy. See if you don't mind editing, blah, blah. <laughs> and I think that was my mistake. Because they did it with me on this, and then we all decided this was awesome and we wanted to keep doing it. So now I'm the one who edits, releases, and owns the equipment to record on. So uh, it was worth it, though. It's always been worth it. I've always run the channel that way anyways, because 90% of the issue with doing a podcast is, aside from scheduling, is who does what for it. So I'm happy to edit and upload it. And even if I am lazy and don't get to it for a while... Um, it's still worth it because this is just a massive treasure trove of conversations with friends about friends um, that I'll have. And I've been very thankful for it. I mean, f don't get me wrong. If you listen to this, my friends, obviously, I know my friends listen to it and my, f and my wife listens to it and all that kind of stuff. And that all means a lot. But honestly, just being able to sit down and talk and goof and joke. And obviously, I do that with my video games. I'm not going to act like this is the only time I do it. Um, I'm not one of those... Uh, overworked dads that doesn't have time for the things he loved, blah, 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 that I have my own level of being an idiot, but um, it's, it's just been very special. It's been really nice, and I'm very happy to have it. That's all. But on the flip side of that, for as much love as I have for people like DJ and Craig and Jake and Alex and Charles and Lucas and Ryan and Mosier and Kyle and James and Tony and Kylie and Jimmy and Albert and yada, 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 as much love as I have for all them, I unfortunately lost my best friend this year. Uh, not that I realize I've talked about death already. Not through death, uh, which I'm very happy he's still alive. I love him with all my heart. But unfortunately, due to what I will call a personal disagreement, um, Jeff has decided that we are no longer to speak, um, which is fair based off of um, the reasoning. It's it's a disagreement I have with him and and. His, his lifestyle, his, 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 his choices. So I'm not going to say anything about him on here or why it's gotten to that point because that's not fair. It's not my job to tell you that, but I just want everyone to know I've alluded to not being able to do list episodes and this and that and the other. Um, the reason is because, unfortunately, Jeff is, is no longer speaking with me, and that has been tough. I speak a lot about how much how important friends are to me. So it should come as no surprise that the loss of a friend is 
one of the hardest things for me to handle, for, for me to cope with, the, the disintegration of a friendship. Um, I've been the cause of it before, running away from people, moving states and houses and like starting new jobs. And, you know, everyone says the same thing. We'll keep talking and then you don't talk. And that shit all happens naturally over time. Like, regardless of the reason for, for the catalyst of it all, that stuff happens naturally. You do stop talking to people over time and that's fine. It's sad. There's a lot of people out there. I'm very sad I don't talk to anymore, but I'm sad in the way of, I'm, I'm sad in the way of it was nice. I'm sad in the way of I wish I had more with them because they were so fun and all that stuff. I'm not sad in like a hurt, lost way. I am for this. Um, I am for this uh, perhaps more than anything else as of late at least. Um, it hasn't been great. Uh, I haven't talked about it much. I've talked about it with, of course, my core friends um, with what, because I just need people to hear. And there's two... And, and this is like one of those things. There's two sides to every story, right? And in regards to the disagreement Jeff and I had, but and also in how I talk about it. Like if I'm telling people this is why Jeff and I don't talk, all they're hearing is my reasoning, and that's not fair. Um, not fair to Jeff, not fair to me, and not fair to the people who are making snap decisions off this kind of stuff. So um, that's, just, that's just been, man, I'm really not happy. I want him in my life forever i want to talk with him and play with him and podcast with i want to be kids and goof around i want to if i ever have kids i want him to be there and 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 i love his children and i just it's really not it's really not great it's not a great situation but that's why that's part of the reason why it's so immediate and easy to reflect right now on how special these other people are to me because you never know when they're going to be gone too. I'm not saying they will. That's not, but it's just like, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to learn, um, you know, the, the, the corny quote unquote living in the moment style of appreciation. That's what I'm going for. That's what I'm going to strive for. Uh, cause, cause everything I've got going on right now in my home, in my marriage and in my friends is great. It, it's truly great. So I'm trying to, kind of soak that up right now um, and take advantage of of the positive, loving feelings I have for those people. Um, which is hard to talk about because some people don't want to hear it, I'll be honest with you. I mean, especially if it's not reciprocated, and I'm not accusing anyone of it not being reciprocated, but especially if it's not reciprocated, you don't want to hear it. I've had, I've talked about this, and, and I will not give names, but I've had friends that were overbearing on me. And I, it made me be like, is this what I'm like to the people who don't like me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this person's reaching out and being very forward and being very supportive and all that stuff, but in a way that I didn't meld with. And is that what I've done to people? And so that was a weird way of handling it, which is why it's very easy for me to talk about it on this podcast. Cause if you're listening to this podcast and you don't want to hear me tell you how much I love you, everyone, you can just turn it off. But if we're in person, I'm going to bother the shit out of you. So this is a good spice, a good, a good place, a good spot. Whoa, place and spot space for me to do it. So that's all I, that's all I got to say about that. But um, there were so many things I wanted to talk about, but I, I really don't feel like there's a natural transition to them. So I will just, I, I will wrap up. I'm already gone past longer than any of my solos. So I will just wrap up by saying, despite the, 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 the heavy quote-unquote losses I've had this year, both for my health, literally my physical health, my friendships, and death, my familial loss, I do feel like it, it, it's been, everything has, has been something I'm trying to use 
to grow and move forward and enhance the way I think and live and, and interpret things. Um, I get into a lot of disagreements with a, a, a few select friends about being self-assured. I really think that's more harmful than anything else um, because I have constantly tried to be self-assured. You'll hear when I'm talking about like being analytical and stuff with DJ when we do our movie and anime type stuff. Um, I like to be very like specific with my... It's actually, oh man, that's a whole other discussion. I said I was going to stop talking. Just let me get through this. When I'm critiquing something, like a, like a, like a, like an object or, or a piece of media or something like that, it's very fun. I want to be as specific and precise as possible. And a lot of people, you know, I'll say I don't like one thing and they'll immediately be like, but you like that and this other thing. And that's why I want to be so specific and, and break everything down. But when it comes to our decision making as humans, it's, I don't think it's that easy. So... When I'm just being the most self-assured asshole that the decision I made was either right or wrong, what I'm trying to do is immediately shut that down and, and step back because me, the person that is being so sure that it was right, is also me, the person that fucked up in the first place in any situation, whether it be work or personal or, 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 or anything. Um, so I, I just, I really want, in every situation to use and interpret and engage in as many perceptions on a, on, on an ideal as I can. Um, that is really like vague bullshit, but I think you know what I'm trying to say. And if you don't, I'm, I'm not sure how to make it better. I've never been eloquent with my words. That's never been something I claim to be a superstar at, but yeah, just whenever, Whenever someone wants something from me or whenever I'm doing something for someone, I'm trying to be as open and responsive to it as possible. That's what I'm that's my that's what I'm going to work on for this next year. The last year it's been huge, it's been great, and and it's been something I've bounced off of, like Charles and Lucas and I talk about this a lot, something I bounce off and it's been a positive response and I'm trying to be less reactionary and judgmental around uh my friends and my wife i've been very snappy and angry with my wife because that's when i when i'm not being a people pleaser quote unquote when i'm not trying to be social i i'm very reserved and shut down at home i'm very quiet i don't talk and do a lot of shit and how's your day fine is my response and when she does something um that i don't like i'm very quick to you know be a be a, a bitch about it is what i'm doing and I'm, I'm working on that. I'm, I'm trying to be more verbally communicate, communicative with her. I want, to be, I want to be as open a person as I can so that she both understands me um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a deeper way, but also so that I'm not assuming anything of her because that's not fair of me. It's not fair of me to make assumptions that she definitely knows blank is the right or wrong like that's not fair that's not cool she's her own person and i need to be accepting of that as well so i'm trying to do this in everywhere i'm trying to do this for work i'm trying to be more proactive at work get my job done but also do it in a way that feels fulfilling not like i'm just you know doing it for a paycheck i'm trying to do it with friends so that they know how i feel and that i can be more honest with them and i'm trying to do it with my wife so i can be a better husband i want to be a better husband I, she deserves that and i owe her that so crazy year 2022 was an absolutely crazy year i loved it um i've got a lot to do in 2023 i've got a lot coming for me and a lot more to to talk about a lot more a lot more to get out there so i'm sorry that was all over the place i jumped around because as i 
as a thought hits, you've got to follow it. So I'm sorry, but um, thank you for listening to me rant for a bit. I am going to splice in whoever the next person is, and uh, thank you for for dealing with that and listening to it. Bye. Hello, I'm just going to jump right into this. My name's Lucas of the Nutty Buddies, and I have to say, uh, I don't give Kevin enough credit because uh, this is extremely hard to do by yourself when you're just trying to talk about you. I usually leave these kind of conversations to my therapist, uh, but I think it's good to talk about all of this stuff. I ain't got nothing to hide. I ain't trying to hide anything. Um... And when Kevin asked me to do this solo, I, at first I was excited. I was like, hey, heck yeah, I got to do a solo. I got plenty of stuff to talk about. And then when you sit down and you actually go to record and you look at the things that you want to talk about, it's uh, it can be overwhelming, hard to sort those thoughts out, at least for me. That's just my ADHD brain or whatever. Undiagnosed, undiagnosed, of course. But um, we're going to give this a try. I think a lot of people who listen to this have met me at this point. Uh, I won't go as far to say fans of the show, but people who listen to this. Uh, But to give a little context, uh, it all started when I was a young boy. No, I'm I'm kidding. But uh, no, I, I, I grew up in Spencer, New York, which is a tiny little farm town. And when you make friends... I mean, there's not many people, so it's you, you, you try to keep the ones you get. And uh, <clears throat> I am super appreciative of Kevin and Charles, and reconnecting with those guys in, able to, in order to do this podcast, uh, it has been huge for me. Uh, I've known those guys since high school, pre-high school, uh, eighth grade, ninth grade, I think. So it goes back a long way. Uh, yeah. And even in those times they were, they were so impactful. And then over the years, everybody goes off and they do their own things and life and experiences. But I found these guys more recently reconnected with them. And, uh, I just can't express how much it has helped me come out of a very hard time in my life uh a lot of things i've done i've always i haven't really cared about what happens what people think uh i'll always just move on to the next thing because life ain't gonna slow down just because something went wrong in yours so it's been interesting to uh, have gone through, I recently was two years ago. Uh, we're jumping right in. Uh, you guys are my therapist today, so I'm just going to start like you're a fresh therapist. Uh, I don't know if that's what these solos are meant for, but that's what that's how I'm going to treat it. Um, so it all starts, uh, I went through a divorce about two years ago. Um, 
And that was a really rough time for me where I had to come to terms with a lot of behaviors that I didn't really face. Everybody has those unhealthy habits. And even if you make progress, you know, there's always still more you can do to be better and beat yourself up about it. And, and yeah, I mean, that's at least what I do. So, uh, having everything blow up in your face and realizing that, oh, I actually do have to do something about it still. Um, that hit me hard in 2021. Uh, and so I went out and did what I knew how to do, which was party. Uh, but that didn't, that didn't solve any of the problems. So 2022, the year that we're going to talk about, because this has been a very impactful year. I've met a lot of new friends. I've gotten into a lot of new things. I've been expressing myself more creatively. Uh, in the past, I, uh, I was like a transient by trade, I guess you'd say. Uh, I'm more of a reformed f-boy if you will these days uh uh <clears throat> talking to charles and kevin uh got me back into writing this year with dungeons and dragons uh real huge into dungeons and dragons now and that was nerd stuff to me back in the day even though i've played video games and have a zelda tattoo it am a nerd I watch anime, but for some reason, Dungeons and Dragons, that hurdle was always, it was, it was a little high for me to jump over. So all of this is very fresh to me. Uh, and it came from, you know, a time in my life where I had to figure out, you know, who I was and what I wanted to do with myself. And I don't think there's a better outlet for that than literally creating a person where you can act out these different ideas and these different things that you want to see done. And I had a great set of friends to do that with, uh, to ease into it with, because, yeah, maybe it's because I know that even if they judge me, uh, we can talk about it, and it, it doesn't feel uncomfortable. Um, so this year for me, which is what we're going to focus on, uh, has been transformative. Uh, I, I'm trying not to get into too much of the sad stuff, but, uh, you know, last winter, I guess last January, uh, I was out in Oregon by myself. Uh, I wasn't working at the time and that was tough for me because I've been working two jobs or a full-time job for years now. Uh, and then to lose any sort of structure in my life uh, that was based around those jobs. Uh, and then I had to figure out what to do with myself. It's like, oh gosh, what do I do with myself when I'm just alone? So uh, that's when I started talking to Kevin and Charles, uh, among other friends, uh, playing D&D, &D, writing some stuff. And uh, we used to talk on the phone a lot. And I thought it was comedy gold. Some of the, the conversations we would have when Charles would call me after work or we would merge the calls and get a group call with Kevin. I mean, the stuff we would talk about, we were in stitches. And I, I don't know who said it, but I, I, I know at one point I said, I want to record this. This is comedy gold. 
looking back, maybe not comedy gold. Maybe some of the stuff we talked about on the phone we couldn't talk online. So it's uh, it's been interesting to find that balance. Uh, regardless, uh, when when I started playing D&D and doing the podcast with these guys is also when I started to get back into uh, work rhythm. I went out and uh, worked with one of our friends doing some sheetrock, and I really felt I was hitting my stride and nobody was uh, gonna break it and uh, around that time I fell off some stilts doing sheetrock and I broke my rib and then I not only was I forced to be alone I was forced to be alone and not move for like six weeks uh, so as soon as I was like ready to break out and break into you know life again uh, I got shut right back down. Uh, and I, it's just a testament to what friends and a good community, a supportive community of, of people can do for you. Uh, it's one of the things I've learned over this last year is that as frustrated as I may get with the people that care about me, uh, they're the reason that I'm still here, uh, caring about anything. Uh, really made me uh, look at life differently. And some of it is, you know, looking at the past retrospect. Of course, we can all see things that we did before. And now that we are new people, can't imagine how we did them in the past. But uh, these guys kept me through some hard times. And then once the weather broke, uh, I actually did start getting back out there. Uh, I was able to get a job at a, at a clamp site, uh, working with hippies who I am just so comfortable with. Uh, these were my people for sure. And meanwhile, recording Nutty Buddies, I think we did our first Nutty Buddies around then, uh, had the D&D game going. So, you know, I had scheduled events with people. I was working, I was taking care of things again. And as simple as that sounds, when when you hit rock bottom and you just climb up to that first tier, it's such an accomplishment uh, that I, I just, anybody who has gone through some rough time in their life, whether it's the passing of a loved one, family member, close friend, etc., there's no way to describe the feeling you get when it, it it's all consuming. So yeah, I was ready to get out of that all consuming hole. And, uh, these guys were my ticket out, uh, <clears throat> might've bit off more than I can chew. Cause as the, uh, as the spring went on, uh, things were going pretty well. Actually, I was enjoying life again. Uh, and I wanted to take on more, so I decided to buy a house with my mom. Uh, we looked at houses so she could be closer to me here in New York. And she's getting older. Uh, I, you know, I didn't want to have to travel back and forth to Connecticut to upkeep on her old house, which needed a lot of upkeep. I mean, yikes. Yeah, that house needed a lot of upkeep, and I wasn't that ambitious, but... Uh, 
you really learn <laughs> when you have to start taking care of a parent and you learn what it's like to see where everything you got came from, all your bad qualities, good qualities, whatever it is, you, you start to see them and you wonder if you're going to end up there 30 years from now when you're trying to take care of it all. It's, uh, it's surreal. Uh, again, being in Connecticut, I did have Kevin and I did not visit him as much as I should have. I'll admit that. Um, and part of it was just because I was trying to figure things out still. Uh, I'm so glad that I was able to, in that time, still keep up with the podcast, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, and stay connected to that community, uh, I think is the, the point to all this, is that the people that you have are so important, whether you get frustrated with them or not, it's... It's very important to have those people around. Uh, so yeah, my summer was taken up by a very long and arduous move. Um, swapping houses one to another. Uh, I, I wasn't working. So again, that structure being gone of what to do day to day uh, was really tough for me. But we, it, it all turned around, I think, around October when we went to Comic-Con. And I got to see all the boys and just be away from anything that mattered. I mean, this was vacation. So Comic-Con, I think, was a pivotal point. Uh, and I think that's where everything that happened this year, I started to see the good things about it. Um because the whole time when we were recording, uh, playing Dungeons and Dragons, all I could see was what I was lacking or what I wasn't doing or what I didn't do good enough the whole time. And it's so frustrating to know better. Uh, if you've studied the mind at all or uh, paid attention to any of this stuff and you know how the mind can trick itself and then notice that your mind is tricking itself but you can't make it stop that is one of the most frustrating things to see you know these patterns of behavior are a result of fallacies or what have you and ugh, it is it is a rabbit hole it's easy to get lost in that stuff uh and I was for a long time until I think Comic-Con was really when I was finally able to let go of all of those viewpoints and realize that I was enjoying myself the whole time. I, I, I was doing good things. It's like, you know, I tell people I record a podcast and, you know, I'm not going to go out and show them nutty buddies or advertise it to any any places where where they would try and take me seriously because this is for fun i mean that's what i love about it there's not a lot of pressure to produce something that is you know relevant to all audiences or even specific audiences and 
I think this year is when I started to get over myself. Uh, so, <clears throat> uh, yeah, Comic-Con was, was definitely that moment with, for me. Uh, getting out, going to the city, seeing people again, getting out there. And uh, up until then, it was just arduous. And that's mostly because I made it that way. Uh, now that I am in this uh, new house, we're in the new house, so the move was arduous uh, because my mom's a bit of a hoarder. Uh, so she's a bit of a hoarder. She loves her as-seen-on-TV stuff, but uh, but we got through that. We're in the new house, and now I have this newfound outlook, uh, getting back out there working, uh, spent holidays with a lot of people that I haven't seen in a long time. My sister, uh, my sister lives like 40 minutes away. I never see her. And I'm so sorry about that because I love my sister. I love her insights and her wisdoms. We think so similarly. And, uh, you know, you just lose touch with those people. So this holiday season was vastly different from last holiday season where I was alone on a mountain off the grid in Oregon. Uh, this, this year I was, I was trying to connect with people. Uh, and I, I think I did pretty well with that, uh, with what means I had at my disposal. But I always, you know, I'm nervous when, when I'm trying to I don't know, make new friends these days because I feel like a new person. So all my go-tos from the past won't work. You know, I used to, I, well, I mentioned that I used to party a lot and that I went back to partying. And, you know, when you go to a bar or a party or a social gathering, a concert, whatever it is, there's a certain energy and like an unspoken understanding between everybody there that you're there for a certain reason and it's not to be taken seriously it's it's for fun and so now when <laughs> when I go out in public these days uh because I don't do that stuff anymore regularly my only way to communicate with people is seriously <laughs> and uh I'm a fun loving guy so uh this year yeah trying to be, trying to find that balance, um, has been fun. It has been fun. Uh, these guys keep me, keep me on my toes here. And, uh, yeah, I can't say how much I appreciate them for that. I apologize to anybody I don't reach out to often enough. I have a lot of friends out there that I think of on a daily basis and I don't reach out still. But that's definitely something I'm going to have to focus on in this next year. Um, you know, I got to take care of myself first so that I can help the others that I want to help. And, you know, not everybody needs help. But, you know, just a text that says, hey, I thought of you. Maybe not in those words, but you say something that lets them know that you, you know, it's just those little things that are so easy to forget about in our day-to-day -day rush through life uh, that are so important because 
I mean, that's how this all started this year was a friend who thought about me that would call me or text me and just ask me how my day was. I remember when Charles first called me and uh, just asked me how my day was. And then he'd call me a couple days later and he just, how are you doing, man? Just got out of work. What are you doing? And eventually I was just like, are you doing this on purpose just because like you're worried about me? Are you just like checking in to make sure that I'm all right and everything? And he's like, well, well, yeah, you're my friend. And that blew my mind that he just wanted to know if I was all right, doing okay, how I was doing. It's like, ah, yeah, it blew my mind because I worry about people. I think about people in my life, uh, but I never send that text. I may never make that phone call. So this year has been more about making sure that I pay attention uh, to the community that supports me because you can't do this alone. And I'm very appreciative of a lot of things. I'm not sure that this is where I intended this this solo recording to go um but goals for next year is to continue to work on these things have some consistency with them i'm hoping that we record a lot more uh more consistently with the nutty buddies uh i'm hoping that yeah i'm just hoping that i can do a lot more you know i've got a new job i'm looking at getting into so uh, get some, that structure back, you know, I was broken down, you build it back up, bring them down to build them back up, yeah, so, yeah, I guess in this new year, let's see how this goes, I look forward to recording more Nutty Buddies, hopefully playing some D&D, uh, expressing myself more creatively, and, Trying not to take life so seriously when uh, it's not not necessary. Uh, I can't wait to see how many new people I meet this year because I definitely intend to uh, put myself back out there and, and, and follow my strengths because this may not be the best example of it, but I am usually good at talking to people. Uh, and again, a shout out to Kevin because these solos are are hard to do. Um, but yeah, the other thing is thanks to everybody that listens because the fact that people actually listen to this uh, is awesome. I mean, I know it's just for fun and <laughs> there's only, you know, so many of you, but... Uh, <laughs> If there was nobody listening to it, I probably wouldn't want to record it again. Uh, we could just stick to our, our phone calls and conversations, and uh, and that would be fine. But I'm so glad that Kevin records them. And I'm so glad he made me do this solo recording. And I can't wait to see what the other boys have, uh, have come up with for this. But I think I'm going to end it there. And... Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to call that good. It'll be interesting to see how uh, how the transition goes between the splicing. So, uh, uh, Kevin, can you 
Can you cue some soundboard sounds here on the end here? Okay, okay, I'm just going to drop out now. Love you all. Bye. All right, just a real quick stop right there. There's nothing else to edit in. I said it at the beginning. We don't have one from Charles, so I'm sorry, but this is all we've got, and I didn't want there to be an awkward outro. So instead, I decided to make it an awkward awkward, agrarian, awkward outro. Man, say that 10 times fast. All right, thank you so much. I hope you had a wonderful 2022. I hope you have a phenomenal 2023. Um... If you like this, uh, hit like on the pod. I think there is actually podcast podcast analytics, but I'm not concerned with that's not that's not. I, point is, thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next. And as you can see, over here we have the man of the machine.